Welcome to the NIHR Dementia Researcher podcast, brought to you by DementiaResearcher.nihr.ac.uk, in association with Alzheimer's Research UK and Alzheimer's Society, supporting early career dementia researchers across the world. Hello and welcome to the Dementia Research podcast on location from Alzheimer's Association International Conference in San Diego. So I'm Dr. Sarah Baumeister and today I have the pleasure of guest hosting the third of these special podcasts, sharing highlights with three fantastic early career research guests. So today we're going to cover the third day of the conference, but before we start, let me make some introductions. So those who don't know me, I am Dr. Sarah Baumeister, I'm a senior scientist at the University of Oxford where I run a program looking at early adversity and dementia, and I'm also senior data manager for Dementia's Platform UK. So let's move on to our brilliant guests. I'm delighted to introduce Esther Hoy, Dr. Claire Lancaster, and Dr. Darina Petrovsky. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi. Hi. Okay, so let's, let's get on with your introductions. So Esther, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, everyone. Um, So I'm Esther, and I'm a final year PhD candidate at University College London. I make and test psychosocial interventions for people with dementia. So for my PhD, I developed um, a virtual individual cognitive simulation therapy, which is a facilitator-delivered and 14 version of ICST that's virtual. And I kind of tested it in Hong Kong as well as the UK. And yeah, I'm submitting my thesis in a month and yeah. (laughs) Well, congratulations on the pending submission and thank you, it's a really interesting field. So Claire, I know you're a regular on these Roundup shows, so any tips you can offer, do let me know. Um, You go ahead and introduce yourself, please. So I'm an Alzheimer's Society Research Fellow working at the University of Sussex. Um, I'm interested in the kind of cognitive consequences of um, functional hyperactivity or aberrant hyperactivity um, in carriers of a genetic risk variant. Um, I mainly focus on people who are healthy and in midlife um, because I'm really interested in preventative um, strategies and I'm currently looking at an anti-epileptic to see if taking a very low dose of it can actually improve cognition in people who are at risk. Oh, nice. Very, very interesting. Um, I'm, I must talk to you about our um, a neurodeficit poster that we had up the other day um, and see what uh, overlap we have with your work. So, uh, Darina, can I come to you now and maybe you can also tell us about your new role in iStart? Sure. Uh, so thank you so much for having me on here. My name is uh, Darina Petrovsky. Um, I'm an assistant professor and nurse scientist at uh, Rutgers University um, School of Nursing and the Institute for Health, Healthcare Policy and Aging Research at Rutgers. Um, I just finished my first um, year as a faculty member, so very exciting. Um, And prior to that, I was a postdoc um, at the University of Pennsylvania uh, in the US, as well as NYU on New York University. 
Uh, my work centers around uh, music-based interventions for older adults living with dementia and their caregivers. Uh, right now, uh, in, my pro in my current project, I'm testing and developing um, a mobile-based application, music-based application uh, for this population. And uh, this is actually my first time uh, attending AIC in person, although you would think that I should have been here all these years um, since this is my area of work, but I'm really excited to attend. And then um, to answer your second part of the question, yes, so I started as a programs chair um, under the peers, PIA, uh, with iStart. So my responsibilities are going to be primarily on organizing webinars and, and other events um, related to promote uh, careers of early um, early career re researchers. So glad to be here. Oh, well, welcome. And uh, fantastic news on your faculty position. Well done for that. And it looks like you're going to have a really busy time ahead of you with the iStart work as well. So um, let's get down to business. Um, um, what I'm going to ask you a little bit about is, what do you think of San Diego? Any, any comments from any of you? I absolutely love it. Um, yeah, it's really relaxed. It's really fun. It's really beautiful. Yeah, big fan. Great. Any other comments? Um, I'm amazed by the how many steps I'm able to get in <laughs> <laughs> every day. And uh, I was just talking with somebody at breakfast uh, that they're averaging about 10,000 steps. And I think given um, maybe it was strategic on the uh, on the in terms of the how the planning committee organized it. Uh, so I really like the open space here, and obviously I love the water um, and the boats and everything. So that's been really exciting. I mean, I'm staying about a mile uh, away from the convention center, so I actually, I, I'm glad I did that because it really, I'm kind of exploring more of the San Diego outside of what's on the waterfront. So, but yeah, this is my second time in the city and, um, it's very exciting. It's beautiful. Lovely. I can attest to the steps. I think I did 29,000 the other day looking for a t-shirt because I didn't bring enough clothes. I packed a bit too light. And uh, yeah, that was Says an no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So Esther, what do you think of San Diego? Um, yeah, it's really nice. Um, I like that we're by the water. I always like, because I'm from Hong Kong, I love water <laughs> so it was nice that we we're close by and yeah I really like this venue as well um, has it's quite spacious so if we want to have meetings with other people like during the conference it's very easy to find a spot and yeah yeah I must say the venue has been fantastic and um, I think I've been spoiled with the morning runs along the seafront I don't know how I'm going to get back to used to running in Oxford again <laughs> So, um, right, um, this is a question to all of you, actually, and feel free to um, speak uh, about um, your presentations. Have any of you presented at the conference? And would you like to tell me a little bit about your presentation? Yeah, so I presented um, on my main PhD study yesterday as opposed to a presentation, and I think it should be still online. Um, so. I ran a feasibility randomized control trial in the UK for the virtual individual cognitive simulation therapy. So it's on, um, so the presentation is on that. Um, yeah, so we found that it's feasible and also acceptable to run the study. Um, 
Yeah, so if you're interested to know more, you can find it on the AAIC uh, website. Um, yeah, so my, my intervention is essentially a hybrid of um, CST and also ICST, and then I merge it together and put it in a virtual platform. Unlike before, um, it's like, because the original ICST was care delivered, but this one is different because it's facilitated delivered, and we do see um, effect size and quality function that's similar to the original CST. But I can't really say too much because it's obviously very underpowered. So we need a larger trial to find out more. Yeah. Oh, well, fantastic. And has, has the response to your research been very positive? Yeah, so far, yeah. And I'm amazed at the amount of people that actually came up to me and wanted to talk about it. <laughs> so I'm glad I printed out like A4 um, pieces of versions of it so, so I can just handy. hand out to it. Yeah, so. yeah, I commend you for having, um, you know, whipping up a <laughs> poster upon command. When I met you yesterday evening, um, you just said, oh, well, here's my poster. Here you go. Here's <laughs> more information. So take note, anybody who is listening, um, to have uh, your business cards and perhaps a copy of your poster nearby. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Good job. Yeah, well done on that. Anyone else want to tell us, uh, tell the listeners about uh, a presentation they've given here or a talk or even a conversation? I presented on Sunday. Um, again, it was a poster. Um, I was presenting the results of a web-based cognitive um, study. Um, so we were looking at mnemonic discrimination performance in about 400 um, mid-aged people grouped by APOE genotype. Um, so I was really interested in this because mnemonic discrimination reliably correlates with patterns of functional hyperactivity in the hippocampus. Um, and counter to my hypotheses that E-force would show impairments in mnemonic discrimination, um, their performance was remarkably similar to the E-freeze. Um, and it was a really large sample size, so I was quite surprised. Um, but probably suggests there's no effect in midlife, which in itself is very interesting. That's, that's really interesting. And so um, possibly do you think if you just go up, up and um, into older age, you might find those effects? I would think so. So my next step is to do a larger lifespan study because um, I mainly focus on kind of um, young adults and mid-age adults, um, but definitely extending it to a wider population and kind of looking at how different kind of lifestyle characteristics um, exacerbate kind of detrimental effects of the gene um, is what I'm really interested in doing next. Fantastic. Really interesting. Um, anyone else want to tell us about, before we start going over some of the highlights of the conference? Um, I have not presented this uh, this time. I really wanted to see sort of what the conference is about um, first, uh, but I definitely, I was really impressed by, I have been impressed by all the posters and the presentations. So now I'm definitely excited to submit some of my work um, next year and the following year. So, and I, since I'm not presenting, I try to maximize my time here and really use it for networking and meeting individuals because that is something that, you know, I've been deprived of uh, yeah, given the exactly. pandemic. It's so. incredibly valuable to do, to do that. So, as you said, even if you're not presenting, the networking, the collaborative talks that you have with each other. And also, I think sometimes if you're not presenting, just attending frees you up to pick and choose your talks, the posters mm -hmm. you want to look at without thinking, oh, I've got to present. So 
Um, yes. I think I'd, I'd really want to encourage listeners to um, to attend the conference, um, irrespective of whether they're presenting or not, especially early career researchers and students. Yeah, I, I, I was going to add, I'm pretty fortunate that I have the funds to attend here, even if I'm not presenting. But I understand that for some students, as a uh, in my case, when I was a PhD student, sometimes you had to present in order to receive funding to attend the conference. So this is, uh, you know, I'm very fortunate to have the funding, but absolutely, you know, it's, it's a, you have to take it all in. Yep. Yeah, make the most of um, a rich uh, and diverse conference. So now I'm going to go around the table and um, I'm going to go first with Esther and I'm going to ask each of you just to share a couple of highlights um, from the conference that you that really struck out to you as being exciting or special so for example I saw a poster I actually tweeted the poster looking at um, ethnic diversity and I'm running workshops this year funded by ARUK um, in the black African and Caribbean community trying to engage this population in dementia research. So I was really excited to see uh, this poster um, recognizing that we really need to address um, ethnic diversity both in cohort populations but also in our research. So that was my highlight I think so far. So Esther, do you have a couple of highlights that you might want to talk yeah. about? Um, so I am an ethnic minority, so <laughs> things about that always like stand out to me. Um, so I think there was a plenary talk on um, homelessness and also aging and homelessness. And I think what shocked me about that whole, um, there are a lot of good, really good highlights from that um, presentation, but um, I think one statement really stood out to me was housing is medicine and it was shocking to me that minorities were affected I think the figures were like three to four fold more than like others so that really like stood out to me and um yeah, so that was one of the highlights from that particular presentation and I also went to um the presentation on um, dementia care research interventions in dementia so I was just quite amazed at the different types of non-pharmacological interventions that were included um, from like TDCS, um, different telehealth interventions, VR. Um, yeah, and it's also what, I guess something that stood out to me was like a lot of these were actually feasible and acceptable. Like the VR I was quite skeptical about VR um, therapy for people mm -hmm. with dementia initially the virtual, virtual reality sorry a virtual reality therapy but I was like oh like this actually seems to be working um so yeah that stood out to me and also the um there was one presentation on preventing loss of independence through um exercise I think it was a from UCSF um I think what they they had a clinical meaningful results from for like well-being mobility caregiver isolation caregiver um, self-regulation which was quite positive and that they also found that there are like new benefits to actually moving the intervention from like in person to online I think they I don't remember very clearly but I think they ha they started out probably in person and then switched it to online and that was quite encouraging too that like there are new benefits from like moving an intervention online because I do like virtual interventions so that also stood out to me um, yeah. Fantastic. So. I think that um, if we can move interventions to online, 
we suddenly can reach such a wider audience I think and it's just so much easier because if we think of people who are cognitively impaired it's really difficult for them to travel and to yeah. get to places so suddenly yeah. I think the use of virtual reality and online interventions is is really really important and it's very exciting to see that this is no longer just oh we're not sure if it's the same but moving forward as a positive impact yeah for sure there was um, a presentation i think on monday i want to say the days have blurred together but um a presentation from the Fing uh, Fingers Net Network, right? I don't know if you've attended that, but they, one of the speakers presented um, adherence rates uh, to the intervention sort of pre-COVID when they were in person transitioning to uh, virtual. And they've shown uh, from the figures that he's shown, I think um, that the adherence was actually very comparable to in-person. This is, I believe, mm -hmm. in individuals uh, with cognitive impairment. Um, and in one of the, I think, adherence to, I forget whether it was physical exercise or one one of the interventions was actually higher um, sort of, uh, you know, virtually wise. And so they've concluded that, you know, even though pandemic has caused a lot of the sort of natural experiments to occur in this space that they, they were still encouraging findings that they were still able to adhere and, and you know, fidelity was still high in when moving to an online format. So, yeah, I wonder if there's going to be a lot of sort of reviews and yes. <laughs> systematic reviews published on this topic as the sort of natural experiment uh, unfolded in front of it's us. It's interesting yeah. because I, you know, I think I wonder if simply that you know we became an online world didn't we during the pandemic yeah. and so that um, perhaps um, looking at virtual reality as an intervention and online assessment and interventions it's much more readily accessible now simply because of oh it's easy to go online or it's acceptable to go online and I think that's interesting to look at in itself I don't know how you would look at that mm -hmm. Um, don't want to bring back another pandemic just to test it out. Um, but any other highlights, Dorina, from the conference that uh, really struck you? Sure. I mean, um, I did also enjoy the homelessness um, and uh, dementia talk yesterday. Just, you know, when the speaker opened up about, um, you know, just by going outside of the convention hall, you know, not too far from here this problem obviously exists. Um, the session that I uh, went to yesterday, so it was outside of the scientific sessions, but it was, I think we were both at, uh, with Esther, it was uh, um, organized by the AWARE PIA, so um, the women um, in, um, in, in science in this space, and we had breakfast, I think, the day before, and yesterday there was a panel of, you know, three very distinguished uh, women scientists, um, and they talked about sort of their wide, windy roads uh, of their careers, and they shared some of the challenges and some of the highlights, some of the good things that happened, and we really had, even though the room was very big and there was a lot of attendees, it did feel more intimate and, um, you know, you really had a chance to ask a lot of questions that you otherwise would not be able to ask. Um, and so um, I, I, that was really truly highlight because I'm, you know, I joined obviously the peers, PIA, and I'm really passionate about early, promote, you know, promoting careers of early, early career researchers. Um, 
uh, but obviously like women in science is another topic that I'm really passionate about. So um, I really, really enjoyed um, those events. And obviously it's not sort of uh, content, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, expertise, but I think navigating, uh, you know, academia or industry as a woman scientist, I think um, is really worth a, a thought. And I'm really glad that um, you know, Alzheimer's Association leadership, you know, Dr. Hadda Snyder, Dr. Murray Carrillo, they're very passionate about this topic. And I'm glad to see several events um, dedicated to that. Yes, so. I, th- I think it's it, it's very welcome to see that. And I think anyone missed some of those sessions, it, it's very worth looking online to catch up on those. So Claire, um, tell us about any highlights which struck you over the conference. So I went to a talk yesterday um, by Arjuna Sen um, from the University of Oxford um, on the early results from the Iliad trial. Um, So this was a trial looking at the effect of levetiracetam, which is an anti-epileptic drug um, on cognition in people with Alzheimer's disease. Um, and it was super, super interesting to hear more about kind of the speaker's thoughts on the connection between Alzheimer's and epilepsy. I think it's a huge area for kind of future research um, and has a lot of potential um, for new treatments. Um, and obviously the trial was hit really badly by COVID, so they en- only ended up recruiting about nine people. Um, but even with these nine people, they could say like, there was very few side effects of the drug, so it was really well tolerated. And there was a small, um, non-significant, but they only had about nine people, um, effect of the drug on cognition. Um, That's really positive. Mm. The other thing which absolutely blew my mind was the homelessness talk um, by Margot mm. Rousseau. Um Yeah, I just never thought about it before, and AIC always has these plenaries which I just blow my mind because I've just never considered it before. So I think I think across all of you, you've all mentioned the homelessness talk and um, I think that that is, um, I think there's definitely, uh, I don't know if you all agree, there's more awareness now of, um, of people who are sidelined from mainstream re- research such as the LGBTQ uh, population, such as the homelessness. Uh, population and I think it's really refreshing to come to such a large uh, international conference to see these issues women in science as well being addressed as um, key talks Um, so I'm really encouraged um, that uh, these are starting to headline research so before I wrap up is there anyone else who would like to say anything about uh, something which has really stood out this conference or Actually, whether you something you've really enjoyed, whether it was in the conference or outside of the conference. Baseball game? Did anyone go to a baseball game? Did it go to a baseline game? Um, AIC have thrown some very good parties. Um, I've enjoyed the dancers with flashing lights. They've been good. <laughs> I think that's great. I think it's all part of the conference experience that we can at least let our hair down and enjoy ourselves a little bit. Yeah, there have been um, a couple of like breakfast events uh, organized by different peers. And I know I, I've heard really great things about the student and the postdoc luncheon experiences. So if any of you attended that, I have not. But um, but I, I heard really there was great attendance. And um, 
I've just been like trying to attend um, sessions this time around that are really outside of my comfort zone. So for example, like in yesterday's session, I think that was intentional of the planning committee to pair up, you know, like the homelessness talk with the um, the second talk talked about yeah. the different genes in, in uh, autosomal dominant. Uh, you know, I don't think I would have listened uh, to the talk <laughs> otherwise, but uh, that is something that kind of, and I tried my best to sort of t- to follow it and, and understand that, you know, the person who presented, you know, he's really well known in in that part of the world and he's done amazing things. Um, so, and then I've been involved in some conversations, you know, that talks about the amyloid and, and the tau and I'm like, okay, well, I'm following enough to at least have a very general sense of sort of what's going on and, and kind of take it all in. Um, and I've also had a chance to connect uh, with our local chapter of the Alzheimer's Association. So right before leaving uh, to go to this conference, I did like a community um, education event um, there, and um, and I saw um, that the executive director of the, our New Jersey chapter was going to be here as well. And I have never met her in person, even though we both live in the same state, and well, because since most of the pro- programming has been virtual, so I did connect with her, and I feel like okay, now like going back, I feel like you know she knows who I am and I know who she is, and perhaps there will be something new and exciting, to, you know, coming out of it. So, so I would say those have been the highlights, and it's been amazing to. Oh no, you know, I one other. I'm sorry, session. I <laughs> do want to bring up was the research perspectives, the conversations mm-hmm. with the award. Uh, winners, recipients. I thought that that was so excellent. And uh, I wish more of sort of the senior folks have visited the student and postdoc lounge because the programming has been excellent. I think that's very encouraging feedback for AAIC um, to hear this. Esther, any final comments? Yeah, I really enjoyed the um, event for women that we both went to um, yesterday. I think that was probably the highlight of like AAIC for me because they shared a lot of struggles and personal struggles that I could really relate to. Um, and yeah, it was, I, I think I thought it was very empowering and I'm looking forward to one of the speakers talk actually today on delirium. So yeah. Fantastic. So, um, well, I think that's all we have time for today. Um, and what are you all so Esther's just mentioned what she's looking forward to today Um, and um, uh, what are you all looking forward to to, in today's schedule I think there's a symposium on digital cognitive markers which I'm quite excited for yeah Um, I saw that yeah Yeah. Okay, so maybe that's where I head today. So yes, <laughs> and then of course I think the um, the I start reception I think is tonight. So this seems very uh, appropriate to kind of end almost end the conference. So I'm looking, of course, looking forward to that, um, and also the plenary talk with Dr. Sharon um, Inouye. It's going to be very exciting. Okay, well, thank you so much, all three of you. Um, So as ever, you can find Twitter links and the bio for today's guests on the Dementia Research website at dementiaresearcher.nihr.ac.uk. It's time to end today's podcast recording, and I'd like to thank our guests, um, the outstanding Esther Hoy, the awesome Dr. Claire Lancaster, and the brilliant Dr. Darina Petrovsky. Thank you very much and uh, goodbye from me and from these wonderful guests.
brought to you by dementiaresearcher.nihr.ac.uk in association with Alzheimer's Research UK and Alzheimer's Society, supporting early career dementia researchers across the world.